Spirituality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back, folks. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I'm joined by the immeasurable Ray Pritchard. I'm sticking with that uh, from Keep Believing Ministries. Ray, tell our listeners about Keep Believing Ministries and your website and what they can find there. Thanks, Ed. Hey, it's the first of the year, folks. Great time to get started. New Bible study. Have you ever said, I'd like to study the book of Ephesians. A lot of people think it's the greatest letter Paul ever wrote. Well, starting tomorrow night, we're going to do a free online Bible study through the book of Ephesians. And we're titling this, Jesus Changes Everything. Jesus Changes Everything. That's a great theme for the book of Ephesians. We're going to go Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, for four weeks, and uh, at the end of the 12 lessons, we'll have covered the whole book of Ephesians. You can watch it live at keepbelieving.com. Now, we're going to stream it on Facebook and YouTube, but just come to keepbelieving.com, 7 p.m. Central Time, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, for the first lesson, which is entitled, You're Richer Than You Think. And we're also going to archive or post all the videos, so if you can't watch it live, you can watch it anytime. So join us tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Time at keepbelieving.com for Ephesians, Jesus Changes Everything. Well, how much does that cost, Ray, to watch It's that? free. It's, it's free, complete. Yeah. It's completely free. <laughs> Lots no of charge. other great material there at keepbelieving.com. All right, thank you, Ray. All right, Steve Jordahl joins us. Uh, welcome back, Steve. Thank you. I'm measurable. You were measuring six three two two thirty, you know, size eleven shoe. Yeah. I you, I got all kinds of measurements uh, you can take on me. All kinds of measurements. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know if you were you listening at the beginning of the. I always try to have some sort of superlative yes. for for Doctor Doctor Ray Prince. He defies superlatives. <laughs> yes, you know. and I can't. The only way I could come up with this morning was immeasurable, and I was on my way over. And so uh, it, it's it doesn't really make any sense, but I compound my mistake by repeating it. There you go. So, all right, you uh, got some news for us well yeah I, I first i just gotta say i'm still recovering from yesterday catching my breath after the raiders pulled out La, uh, las vegas raiders las vegas raiders my nfl Your team. team my team back when they were in oakland and i mean it was the most incredible game i've ever seen in an nfl game. wow um raiders ahead by 15 late in the game Chargers come roaring back. By the way, the stakes for this game, whoever wins is in the playoffs. Whoever yeah. loses is out. Yes. So this is a playoff game, basically, all or nothing. And um, the only way they both go is if they end in a tie, but that, that never happens. <laughs> so um, Raiders down by uh, up by 15, I think. Chargers come back, and they have to drive the field in the last minute or two minutes. And... Um, have to score a touchdown in order for them to tie the game up and, and send it to overtime. They did. And they had, they converted like four, I think, or five fourth downs, fourth and tens. Yeah. And they got every one of them and then they scored. So we go to overtime. Raiders get the coin toss, go down, kick a field goal. Now, if, uh, if 
San Diego Chargers. goes down and kicks a field goal. They keep playing. If uh, they score a touchdown, they win. Well, they went down and they kicked a field goal. This leaves about two minutes, a little uh, less, maybe in the in the in the um, in the overtime, and they're tied. Yeah. If it ends after the one overtime, they end tied. Right. And so Raiders go all the way down to about the 30-yard line. It's going to be about a 45-yard field goal. They can win it, but the clock is running. They have no timeouts. And for all intents and purposes, all they had to do was let the clock run out. Yeah. And they win. They'd be in in the playoffs. San Diego calls a timeout. Yeah. And they figure, well, since the clock has stopped, let's see if we can win this thing. And they did. Just a phenomenal game. You are apparently very excited about what happened. I, well, are, are you saying, <laughs> are, to, just to clarify, since I didn't know any of this, are you saying that if San Diego had not called the timeout, then the overtime would have ended and San Diego and the Raiders both would have been in the that's playoffs? That's correct. I can't tell you for sure that they that the Raiders wouldn't have trotted out and tried a field goal. They, I mean, there was enough time for them, to, I think, to do that. But um, but if you that's block crazy. the field goal and something happens, sure. the, the, the thing is to just kneel down. Yeah. But they, wow. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, that, that's uh, the, the. There's going to be a lot of questions for the San Diego so. coach on so. why he called a timeout on that. So, yeah. So for all of you people who are big Raiders fans, <laughs> what Steve just recounted was just icing on the cake. For the other 99 percent of our <laughs> listeners, including myself, we didn't care anything about that. We didn't. Know I have my own problems anything. with the Los Angeles. Rams, I know it's not hockey, but let's but... not. But let's not go there. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, that was very Pitts, very Pittsburgh, exciting. Pittsburgh's the loser because they would have gone. Uh, they were the ones that no Pittsburgh would have been the loser because they yes. would have not gone had they tied. Yep. Anyway, all right. And now and now and now Pittsburgh is coming to Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to add that I am interested in no, that I part don't think of it. Congratulations going to <laughs> no, you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Pittsburgh is coming. I think Pittsburgh's out, and I think it's San Diego maybe to. City. I'm looking at it right here. Oh, okay. No, it's, it's Pittsburgh. That's well, it. Why they, were they upset? If they would, if they had tied, tied they would have. The got Chargers would have been in. You're yeah. so right. The Chargers right. would have been in. Pittsburgh right. would have been, been, been in. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. There's right. your sports update. Folks. How about some real news? Yes. We, I, I, as I said, 99% of our listeners are going. Yes, please. Real news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a radio show called the John Fredericks Radio Show, and a group called Real American Voice has found, or a whistleblower came forward. In Georgia, this is regarding the 2020 elections, and this whistleblower said he was paid. This is 2020, right? 2020. This is just uh, last year, last last election. He was paid $10 per ballot to stuff the ballot boxes. He made $45,000 between November 3rd and the runoff um, by going to, um, and he's not the only one. Um, They had. Uh, 240 um, drop boxes that they found the same people going around the state stuffing those ballot boxes between two and five. They were emptying backpacks into those ballot boxes, dropping 50 to 100 ballots per drop box every time they did it. And they estimate, uh, or they say that um, it was, what, 800,000 votes? No. Uh, About a million ballots is what they say. When you take $11 million distributed illegally, when you get 445,000 ballots by 240 people, talking about a million ballots. They, okay, no. so 
you you talked you told me this uh, during the break yeah. as, as you we were both coming uh, this way. Okay, so what what you are saying is that a, I don't think they put a million million ballots in, but they did put. I mean, it was in the hundreds of thousands. Enough more, well more than enough uh, than to swing Biden the won. yeah swing okay. the election. Now, was this for? Does this include like the presidential election or just the Senate races? That were tipped to the Democrats. This was the 2020. This was the okay. the ballot, the whole ballot, the federal okay. ballot. But you had mentioned the runoff. Well, um, yeah, um, yeah. I did say the runoff. Let me go yeah. back and check okay. that because I'm pretty Ch sure. Check that, on this. Yeah. The, 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 obviously, you know, there there are a lot of people who. Uh, Still believe the election was stolen. During the Georgia runoff, 240 of the same people were stuffing ballot boxes. My, okay. I'm sorry to not. I, okay. I came across this late, but yeah. So, so this was an attempt to swing the, the two Senate, race. Senate races. Yeah, and okay. which so this West whistleblower. So what 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 is happening here? That this whistleblower to whom did the whistleblower report this? this and when we're saying uh, this is is this an alleged whistleblower? Do we know anything? I know this is kind of breaking news, but uh, it's wh a, what do we know about this person? Uh, he reported to a group called Real America's Voice, and they have the video, and they I think they've released the video to, to okay. show these ballot boxes, that, which are under surveillance 24 hours a day, people coming up between the hours of like five and 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. and dumping uh, backpacks full of ballots into the boxes. Wow. Well, just to just to clarify one question here, Steve, you, you're saying this one guy made forty five thousand dollars. That's right. That's what he Goodness. says. At, at what ten dollars a ballot? Ten dollars a ballot. They huh? they say you've got there were two hundred and forty people of the same ones over and over in the Who same. Who said? Who says? This is this group. This is the whistleblower. John Fredericks is. Um, th this is on the John Fredericks radio show. He says, here's the bottom line. You can't ballot harvest in Georgia. What turned around is that a whistleblower in Georgia came forward. On the tapes, they identified 240 of the same people going around the state stuffing ballot drop boxes between 2 and 5 a.m. where they were emptying backpacks out, and they were dropping 50, 100 ballots into a drop box. Totally illegal. Um, uh, the whistleblower came up, and he said he was paid $10 per ballot. He made $45,000 between November 3rd and the runoff. Two elections, $45,000. They spent $11 million is what they say. So if you, that's where you get the million votes. If you, okay. if they spent all of it on that, on. The, so who, who's, who's right, spending I, I, it? We, we want to play the part yeah. of, uh, I want to play the part of skeptic. Here. Yes, you do. Okay. You should. So how do we know? So this is all on the basis of this whistleblower's testimony that yeah. these, that, now the video Shows 240 different people. I mean, 240 different drop boxes. Okay, different drop boxes, but the same people. Okay. Yeah. So where, where is that video coming from? Is the that video. I think the well, the video is public record. The the uh, because it's it's okay. Um, uh, but the whistleblower told them where to look. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm assuming. Are you going to do a story on this? For I'm going to look into it. Yeah, I'm going to look, look into, into it. it. Well, if this, if there's, uh, if there's beef here, where's the beef? Uh, then this is a big story. Um, I, I don't know who the, this radio show person is. I obviously don't know who the whistleblower is, or who is doing the work of tabulating and figuring out 
Uh, all those kind of questions need to be uh, answered. But this would be a stunning story uh, if this turns out to be accurate. Be very interesting to find out if anyone in Georgia, in an official capacity, has looked at those videos to determine what is happening at those those drop boxes. And if anybody allows it to see the light of day. Yes, right. All right. Good. Thank you. Well, um, I'm a little worried. I'm getting just a little worried about 2024. I know it's a long ways away, but Michelle Obama has pledged to recruit and train 100,000 volunteers for voter registration. Now, as we've seen, these registered voters might not just be voting, but they might be doing more if the Democrat Party has their way. But she is saying that she is going to train and recruit 100,000 volunteers to vote. My, my, my concern is if she's wading into politics in 2022, doesn't that open the door just a little bit? Maybe, Ray, for her to say, well, I'm going to run. She's steadfastly said, I'm not interested in being president. I'm not interested in being president. Maybe this is the door that opens. And if she were to run, I think she'd be hard to beat. If she ran, it's interesting, but some interesting questions here. Would she be the odds-on favorite to be to, to get the Democrat nomination? To, are we assuming then that Joe Biden is not going to run? Kamala Harris is not going to run? She's pretty popular, isn't she? She is very. Talk about Michelle Obama. If they could talk right, her into running, Obama. they'd find a way to get rid of Biden and Harris. Yeah, I, I would say this. First of all, there's nothing illegal about training no, no. people. No, and I know you yeah. weren't saying that. I, I want to be fair yeah. to the effort. There's nothing illegal about training people to get people registered to vote. That's fine. Ballot harvesting is illegal in some states, and in some states, apparently, it's. It's fine. Right. I think California, blue states, it's usually fine because they expect the ballot harvesting to work in one direction. Um, so this, we'll have to wait and see what this uh, uh, effort of hers, what kind of fruit it bears in terms of getting people registered. I will say this. I was the only one on TI, as far as I remember, the only one to say in the run-up to 2020 as the candidate field was first coming forward, I said Michelle Obama would be hard to beat. Uh, be, because I, I knew I heard she, it somewhere. She she is extremely popular. She's very bright. I think that there are a lot of people, independents especially, who look back to the Obama years as being good years, okay? Uh, and I think she would be a formidable opponent. To, to Ray's point, of course, there's already a Democrat sitting in the White House, Joe Biden. He would have to say he was not running. He's already kind of, I would, I think he's kind of primed the pump for not running by saying a couple of weeks ago when he was asked, of course I'm running again as long as my health allows it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, after just one year uh, in office, I think that is a, a, an open door for him to step down at some point or to say I'm not running again. Kamala Harris, I don't think, is a very formidable candidate if she's challenged by Michelle Obama or anyone else for the Democratic nomination. So I don't know. I, she would be – Michelle Obama would be a tough out. Um, she would have to distance herself from Joe Biden's very unpopular policies, Ray. You know, you're talking about the highest inflation in 40 years. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. 
that can be stuck like glue to the Biden administration, she'd basically have to distance herself from his more unpopular policies. She can do that. Yeah. She would, in, in a in a primary showdown, she'd crush Joe Biden like a June bug. Yeah. I mean, there'd be, there'd be nothing left to Joe Biden after Michelle Obama got through with him. And I was thinking to myself, right now the Democrat base is pretty disheartened and dispirited right. for— I mean, we look at the approval ratings. Joe Biden is at 35% in one recent poll a year in, and Kamala Harris is, is underneath that somewhere. Yeah. So the one thing that Michelle Obama would do, she would energize the Democrat you, base. You're right. The unions, the left, the minorities, the, the in fact, the base that put Barack Obama yes. into office. Two times in a row, she would energize that unbelievably. Then we would have a mega showdown. What would happen if Mr. Trump came back and you had Trump versus Michelle Obama in 2024? Oh, man, all bets are off at that point. Uh, it, it, listen, I can, I can see, Steve, I can see Democrats going to Michelle Obama and saying, especially if 2022 this year, is a, you know, devastating result for the Democrats in the House of Representatives. Maybe even they lose a seat or two in the Senate. I can see them going, listen, we are staring down the barrel of an obliteration in 2024. Michelle, you've got to save the party. You've got to save the country. I can see that working. She's been reticent up to this point to want to get involved in politics. I think she's saw with her husband, with Barack Obama, and the hostility and polarization in this country apparently doesn't want anything to do with that. But I can see the Democratic Party begging her and yeah. saying, please save us. Help us, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Help us, Obi-Wan <laughs> Obi <laughs> Obi Obama. Holy hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that is something to look, look – there's, there's no indication as of today that she's wanting to run – Joe Biden is in office, all the things we discussed. But this is this is an intriguing possibility, and we will keep an eye on it. So, all right. All right, we've been talking, and I know Tim has been especially interested in this, about this Yale swimmer, this guy that's swimming on the girls' team because he thinks he's a woman, and everybody else no, thinks about he's a woman. Penn. This is the Penn, University of Pennsylvania uh, swimmer. Um, he goes by the name of Leah Thomas, and he's been just smashing, obliterating – women's records well guess what he met his match and he's lost a couple he lost to an athlete who calls herself isaac izzy hennig this is another transgender athlete this is a girl that wants to, to claim she's a guy and she beat him um she run she won a race at 49 seconds 49.57 seconds uh thomas um this is the 100 meter freestyle um Leah Thompson, right? Tom Thomas. Thomas, okay. Yeah. He he swam it in fifty two eighty four. Um and he also lost the four hundred um oh you know what? Yeah. He also lost the four hundred relay against Henning. So um can you say that he's been beaten by he's been beaten by a girl now? <laughs> I mean it's all else being equal. <laughs> so strange. Uh, yeah, uh, this yeah. is uh, look, Ray, this is uh, on on the one hand, this is hilarious. You have the guy who claims he's a girl, right? All right, shattering collegiate swimming records a few weeks ago, beating 
Sure enough, girls. Okay. A guy doing it. He claims to be a girl. Right. Now you have that transgender swimmer being beaten by another transgender swimmer. In this case, it's a girl who claims to be a guy, and I have no doubt she's been juicing. All right. In other words, part of that transition would be, you know, taking this drug or that drug. I to... think she's. That's the point. Yeah, yes. she's allowed to. Yeah. So, so you have two transgender individuals uh, racing against each other, and the poor, real women, biological women, in their own <clears> sport, <throat> are seeing this bizarre behavior. Uh, uh, talk about disenfranchising, Boy, no uh, keeping them from the sport that they've practiced and trained for their whole lives, probably. It's, it's total chaos. But if I got it right, Steve, Izzy beat Leah, right? <laughs> yes. Izzy beat Leah. Yes. Izzy beat Leah. She beat well, him. All right. Yes, good for Izzy. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> good for Izzy. That's about all I can say. Well, what a the mess. The thing is, it, is a, it is a woman winning in the women's swimming yeah. event. Uh, or events, plural, but I'm guessing that she's been, you know, take, taking testosterone well, or whatever to, to build muscle mass. I, I I don't know that for a fact, but that's part of part becoming. Of I think right? what part I read was, so let, male, me, let me look quote, this up. Um, she has had some surgeries, but I think she's holding off taking the um, the the testosterone until after the swimming season so she could swim on the women's team. Okay, so this this is basically a woman beating the man pretending yeah. to be a woman. Well, wait a minute. Are you saying this is a woman claiming to be a man who was swimming on the women's team? Yes. Did I get that right? Yes, because she beat... Oh, my head yeah. is hurting, Steve. I know. Well, if she claims to be a man, what is she doing on the women's team? She's wants to swim the last season before she starts. Okay. She's had some surgery. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Oh, gee. Um, All right. Listen, oh, I you, you, you confused me earlier with that Raiders stuff. Raiders in charge. <laughs> I know, right? I'm completely lost now. <laughs> All right. Oh, Ray, you're not alone. Uh, my confusion's almost immeasurable at this point <laughs> as well. Immeasurable, right? So, uh, all right. So we continue to follow the sports where women are the last ones allowed to participate right. in women's sports. So. Uh, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but uh, all right. What else all right. we got? You, we talked to you guys. Were talking about the lockdowns and COVID and everything last hour, but um, I want to introduce you to a Christian artist from Canada. His name is um, not Izzy, is it? No, it's Matt Brevner, and he's written a new song called "More of Us." It's about kind of the lockdowns. I want you to have a listen to this. I can't help but look around and feel like things are getting out of hand. We've been told to trust the science, but the science just doesn't make sense. They say it isn't mandatory, but they also say you jab or you drop. But if it doesn't stop the spread, it makes it feel like this is just a facade. What about the healthcare workers? What about the frontline nurses? How quickly we forget that they were working 18 hours a day. Yeah, Ray, I'm going to tell your board of directors you were dancing. How yes, I saw it along there. That was pretty good. You got some yeah. moves, brother. I got, uh, immeasurable. I got immeasurable, <laughs> immeasurable moves. moves. Immeasurable <laughs> moves. That's the way I would quali I, I, uh, qualify or quantify that. So, folks, you as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, we can see Ray, but you can't see him even if you're if you're watching on Facebook it's or YouTube. A 
But uh, the guy's what's the guy's name again? Matt Brevner, B-R-E-V-N-E-R. Really good voice. Yeah, like it. So is that something that we're posting? Yes. Okay. So we got Matt Brevner singing his song uh, about COVID madness, and uh, boy, it'll be it'll be nice to get to the point where we are no longer talking about COVID, where we can just Ray just talk about the Raiders. That's you know, just, just the Raiders. <laughs> that's right. I'm there. I'm your man. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you for joining us here on today's issues. That's the program you've been listening to on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, I'm Ed Vitagliano, and on behalf of Fred Jackson, Dr. Ray Pritchard, and Steve Jordahl, Fred Creeley, our producer, we thank you for joining us. And there is more great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. You won't be sorry if you tune in. We'll see you tomorrow. If the Bible indeed is true, if its accounting of reality is accurate, then there are certain things that we should expect from it. And these are things we consistently see.